The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to My Brother, My Brother, and Me, where we have sprung into fall. Is that... We, we fall, sprung a leak. I fell into fall. You trip, you trip forward. Hold on. Because in we the fall, up, We reached for fall. We missed it. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of leaves and branches and debris on the ground, and so you slip yeah. and trip forward into the fall hour, and then in the spring... You have to wind the springs of your clock backwards. I make I will make a confession for you right now. Everyone has that childhood, that fond childhood memory of their their popey or their peepums raking up a big pile of autumnal leaves mm-hmm. and leaping into that pile. Um, I have no memory of ever doing that and i am worried the ship has sailed i am i am i'm worried that if i were to now leap into a pile of leaves i would be perhaps given a lollipop now what you do is you you rake up the pile of leaves and then you just like slowly lay down in it and go to sleep yeah it's a good it's a good place for a nap, or actually not, because uh, one time, the last time I jumped into a pile of leaves in Ironton, Ohio, a spider bit me right on the hand, and it swelled up, and I never even looked at leaves ever again. I can't look at leaves. Take, take note, Ironton, Ohio. Just, Full of spiders. Yeah. You're on watch. You're mm-hmm. on notice from Griffin because of the spiders. For arachnids. Um. I think the true celebration is the the arrival of the PSL in your closest SB. Um, it's back. It's back. Can I, it's better. It's Griffin, thicker, can I tell you? Thicker than ever. Can I tell you guys? I'm and I'm. Hey, I hate to make this confession to you, but I'm. I for me in my heart in terms of fall beverage consumption, mm-hmm. it the PSL has been dethroned. What? But um, it's been dethroned by the SCM. Yeah. I'm. I'm salted way salted caramel macchiato, a uh, salted caramel mocha. I'm ah, way, so close. A way, way into it. Yeah, uh, it's, way uh, here's it's good, it. but it can't beat that pumpkiny well, flavor. I love the pumpkin. It has probably a leg up on the the PSL in one department, and that is that the PSL really does get thicker every year. It is pretty much uh, it's a <laughs> it's a pumpkinish sludge. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like a squash-based, triple-thick milkshake. There's a half a pumpkin in every cup. It, it's, I think that it's bad. Part of, part of the problem is that I'm 31, almost mm-hmm. 32, and I am I can appreciate complex f- flavor combinations mm. like salt in coffee. Mm-hmm. And I think that you guys maybe aren't there yet. That's a new thing, you, isn't you, it? Is salty... I can't yeah, eat. Wh- I can't like I ate a crunch bar the other day and it was covered in cardamom and I was like, ah, what? Come on. <clears throat> Whatever happened to the good old days where chocolate mm-hmm. was chocolate and we didn't need to, you know, throw sea salt all over. We didn't have to. Every every Snickers bar comes with a comes with a, one of those pepper grinders and you just put coat it in some sort of strange spice. Get out of here with that. Good old days. Sometimes I feel. Sometimes I feel like the salted chocolate is like an emperor's new clothes kind of thing mm. where they're just waiting for some child to be like, Hey, you ruined chocolate. Hey, yeah. you put salt go, on oh, my chocolate, right. sir. Yeah. You're I, right. It really is for, I feel like it's for 20 and 30 somethings who are like, I know it's salty chocolate. Can you believe it? I'm eating it too. <laughs> I'm really one of the Hershey bar. <laughs> it's like, can I just like, get some fucking chocolate please? Yeah. That is, that is, it is a testament. I think to, where our society is at now that we can't even us indulging ourselves has become so unspectacular mm-hmm. that we have to like un, we have to put a put irony 
into our into well, our desserts. It's, well, it's like there must be slight amount of punishment. It's like that idea when they put like the the like red pepper in in chocolate and you bite down and it's like, oh, and there's cayenne in it. Yeah. It's like, can I just get some fucking chocolate? Why do I have to punish myself? And like, oh, I want to vomit. Thanks I, for the chocolate. I think they this were like, great. I, I think all the ad wizards were like, uh, seems like uh, this this chocolate's pretty unhealthy. Can we get some sodium up in it? Like a bunch of it? <laughs> How much sodium can we get in this? So much you can feel it between your teeth? Great. So you've been listening to three Andy Rooney's talk about candy. <laughs> <laughs> Did we introduce ourselves? No. Okay, I'm your oldest brother, Justin Andy Rooney McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis Andrew Rooney McElroy. <laughs> I am Griffin McElroy, lead singer of the band Rooney. I think it, I think Andrew Rooney should have been the main villain in Bioshock. <laughs> is, is a man not entitled to the sweat of his own brow? <laughs> No, says the man. Would Washington. you kindly tell me why there's so many Japanese? <laughs> Jap- where Andrew Rooney? Where are there's in Japan? Yeah, it's where they are. I was uh, I was I was in my private hydro bubble dome yesterday, and I thought I'm kind of thirsty, and I thought that's crazy, Andrew. You you're underneath the water. Do you ever think things like that? No, says the man in Washington. <laughs> I don't. Oh, man. Well, this has been My Brother, My Brother, and Me. Tune in next week. Tune in next week when we, I don't know, do probably pretty much that again, just with different voices, and hope you don't notice. No, this is an advice show, and we're going to turn some questions into wisdom right now. Here it comes. Oh, here it goes. I have a slight problem. I talk way too much. Not because... Did you guys hear how good my voice sounds this morning? Yeah. It sounds really? so good. Okay, let me try again. I have a slight problem. Ooh. I talk way too much. Not because I'm insecure or socially awkward. I just hate the idea of silence in a conversation. I've noticed recently that it makes me seem stupid. <laughs> As a young college student who considers herself intelligent, I have a lot of interesting things to say, but they come out sounding ridiculous when they are said after a long, long rant. What are some ways I can make my gift of gab more meaningful and intelligent? That's from Loquacious in the Lone Star State. Um, I I personally... Um, Justin uh, loves a good, long, awkward silence. I love to dip in there. <laughs> he just likes to soak in it like a hot tub. He's one of those it, people that whenever there's even a brief silence in a conversation, he will address it. And say like, oh, it's it, you know that it's a good friendship when you can just sit there and be silent, and it still feels just so so good. And <laughs> I'll like, say that I said like, it was thirteen sixty eight, sir. Please, yeah. pull up to the next window. <laughs> just, uh, I I think that the 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 way you can transmute your gift of gab into uh, into something that'll make you a hit with other people is instead of uh, <clears throat> I know you're joking when you talk about. Uh, having a lot of interesting things to say and I'm sure you do but if you can turn that gift of gab into uh, asking questions <clears throat> you know wanting to fill the conversation up with asking people about themselves or you know filling any spare silence with a question about the other person an invitation for them to talk about themselves you will uh, you will be more well liked and uh, people will want to spend more time with you I was thinking yesterday about an old bit by Mitch Hedberg, dear departed Mitch Hedberg. And he said, I, I don't have attention deficit disorder, uh, but I took Ritalin and I found that I just had an extra long attention span. <laughs> I, I would tell people, there's got to be more to that story. <laughs> <laughs> and if you can be that kind of listener, if you can use your, use your gift of gab that way, uh, then people are always, that is the ideal uh, person to have in a conversation. And like I, I know that I, I have dealt with this too. Like I, I tend to talk. Quite no, I know. No. But, and the important thing to keep in mind is that while you have many interesting things to say, so do the people that you are speaking oh, with. Oh, do they? For sure. Do they really though? Well, I mean, if they've just finished a long, long rant and pause for a brief second, and you go, uh, "There's marsupials and they have pouches and they're like mammals," but 
then you know maybe <laughs> just let them finish their idea and then be like, mm-hmm. man, that, that was great. And you said that it was actually your cousin the whole time. <laughs> Can and, like make it about their story, make it the about what they've said. The secret to human relations is that no one cares about what you are saying. Yep. With very rare examples, no one wants everyone's just waiting for their chance to treat you to the thing that happened mm-hmm. to them. Because yeah. unless maybe someone is delivering I, instructions, like and yeah. even then even then it's like hit or miss. Back in the day, like okay, back before radio and TV, you had to rely on humans for your entertainment. You would say like You've got to hit Come on, you raconteur. Hit me up with a story to entertain mm-hmm. me. Like, now any time that someone's talking is a time that you are not watching The X Factor. So, like, you don't need humans to entertain you anymore. Yeah. You need them to give you relevant, pertinent, important information. And you'll also see, this is one of my favorite phenomenon, like, you'll hit a word in your story and watch the person you're talking to, something click in their mind that reminds them of a story they know, yep. and then it's literally like you're watching a fuse yeah. count they, down until you finish your thing. They stop listening to the thing that you're saying as they just fucking cock it in the chamber, like, wait for their <laughs> chance, wait for the tactical precision strike to enter, like, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of your dead brother... Uh, did you have you seen the curious green the the, the green man Benny Green Man? What's the, what's the picture of button t- by these plants? Timothy al- Button. Timothy Button. You can always tell the, uh, the the when a person is doing this because when you see your when your story starts to divert from the point that they were going to tie to it, you can see them in physical anguish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you're it's like you're going around highway curves too fast. Well, what, or something. what were you saying oh, about please. tiny cars? You said something about tiny cars. Do you remember, do you, hey, do you remember twenty five minutes ago when you were talking about that other thing? Have you seen that new Benjamin Green man? Um, so if you can, if you can start, use your gift to, the gift really is, asking questions is a lot harder than Mm -hmm. talking. I've, I've found this as I've tried to ask more questions, because a lot of times questions can open you up to some pretty awkward interactions. Mm -hmm. Uh, sometimes the answers are not something you want to get back. Um, but so, so use your, use your, your speaking talents to try to figure out. Uh, questions to ask other people. Also, another thing to keep in mind when it comes to conversations is there is not like a you don't have this like basket full of topics and you need to get your entire basket empty before the end of the conversation. It's not <laughs> yeah, supermarket sweep and reverse. <laughs> and so, like, you may have a bunch of things to say, but if you have to pass by, you know, some topics of conversation, it's gonna be all right. The only like, reason I actually like talking to Travis is because I'm. Always hope he's gonna slip a dope metaphor in mm-hmm. the combo. Like supermarket sweep in reverse. Supermarket sweep in reverse, yeah. Uh, Are you guys on Yahoo? Yes. Yep. This Yahoo is sent in by Nicole B. Thompson. Thank you, Nicole. It's by Yahoo Answers user Gracie, who asks What should me and my horse be for Halloween? <laughs> Please no headless horseman. I was thinking about dressing him up as a dragon, but I think the wings would be too complicated, and I have four weeks until the show. He's a brown Oldenburg gelding with four black legs. Oh, and I'm a girl. Thank you, smiley face emoticon. Where are you going that you need a horse costume? Uh, it sounds like some sort of some sort of uh, horse-based costume contest. So, like, like, like toddlers and tiaras for horses. Yeah. Right. Here's the thing. Gross. You could make a dope centaur costume but you would have oh. to cut off a significant mm. portion of the horse and of you and i would say, i would call it a very important portion of the horse <laughs> which is to say it's pretty much its head and everything all that part the thinking portion yeah <laughs> the, the think meat that makes his leg meat run well they'd still have their tiny uh uh forebrain yeah sure aft brain i don't know hey hey guys what's up yes check this out okay Foles and something that's like a crown that starts with F. I don't understand what you mean. <laughs> I'm trying to do like a Foles and fedoras. Foles and fedoras. I Thank see. you, Trap. That's not good. No, can um, you dress your, your horse up like Dick Tracy and you go as flat top? Okay. Uh, that joke would have been fun. I was going to go with uh, hooves and hay bales, but it well, that, that doesn't, doesn't, that doesn't, mean, doesn't mean any, any sense. It doesn't make any sense. I, I really feel bad about it. Mm. Mm. 
So here's what you can be as a camel. <laughs> you can be a shitty camel. <laughs> you can be a shitty one hump camel. You just put a, a tan blanket over you, and then you're gonna want to secure that. <clears throat> you're gonna want to secure that with some um, some pipe tape, and then just uh, just be a shitty camel. I Don't think forget. the obvious answer here is you dress him up like a person and dress yourself up like a horse. Like a horse, right? And then you put him on your shoulders. Ooh, and you can't wait, 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 hold, hold on. on, wait, 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 <laughs> slower. <laughs> Continue. And, and then you're the horse, and he's the person. Continue, but slower. What part of slower? <laughs> do you guys want to? Travis would have Travis would have killed to throw in some detail. Yeah, maybe like uh, what kind of music was playing at the time? Mm-hmm. Or... Is it? Voice the man. Hey, is it the lighting? Is it real sloppy down there? Hey, do you guys want to hear the best answer? Boys to men to horses. Yeah, what is it? <laughs> uh, Yahoo Answers user Jaselo says, You could be a fairy of the forest. Dress up mm-hmm. in a skirt slash dress that has a leaf pattern or a skirt slash dress that you would glue leaves fake or reel onto. If you choose to wear a skirt, you could wear a pretty blouse for a top. Mm-hmm. Put some leaves in your hair with maybe some orange, red, or yellow glitter. If you're allowed, you could go barefoot for a better effect for your wings. Anything from the Halloween store would do. Add some sparkles and leafiness to them. For the horse's costume, you go bareback. Add a saddle pad with leaves on it. Or use your regular saddle and tape some leaves to it. There's more. But this person is basically just saying, throw some throw some leaves on that bitch. Put some leaves on your horse. Put leaves on everything. What is the costume? A bush horse. Horse bush. It's a horse that jumped in a pile of leaves. <clears throat> Man bush. Mm-hmm. Nature's greatest, Nature's greatest, greatest wonder. wonder. Um... <laughs> Fuck. My brother, my brother, he's your source for references to obscure 90s comedy, The Stupids. <laughs> Be Keep there. It Keep it locked. In the name of the Lloyd, we've got to go on. In the name of Lloyd. Um, oh, you could dress your, your horse up like Stanley Stupid. Okay. Yeah, from the hit uh, 90s comedy, The I, Stupids. You're going to, it's as hard as it is to find a Halloween costume that you as a human being can wear and then have people notice the clever reference that you've made. Imagine doing that for a horse. That horse has to be some sort of horse. Right. Now let me throw this out. You know how they have those things, uh, like the costumes for dogs that just fit over their front two legs, and then they have like arms. Yeah, and, like, those are it's fun. Like, a business suit and a. a those are fun. Yeah. I like those. Why don't we get like that, like horse size? So it fits over the horse's head and the horse's front two legs, and then it's got like arms, and it's like a horse <laughs> businessman or like horse Yoda. Man, I just thought about running into that at a party, and it gave me the shivers. Like a. Like a <laughs> bipedal standing up person, but with the horse's gigantic head. Do you guys ever think yeah. about how big horses' heads are and then just get scared <laughs> apropos of nothing? Yeah. You could there. I don't see why. Um, I don't see why the the horse can't be dressed like something that people dress like. I remember one time a costume that I thought was pretty good was I saw a guy dressed as Judge Lance Ito mm. from. So you want to dress a horse like Judge Lancita? From the O.J. Simpson trial. I thought that was a pretty good costume. So you could just dress the horse like... What's something people dress up like now? Probably Dog the Bounty Hunter. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Horse the Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind if I do. What he if you all- dress as a hunter and you dressed your horse as like a wall-mounted like head on a... Like a like you had to put something around his neck so it looked like his head was mounted on a wall. Oh, that's that's not macabre. Yeah, yeah, much. and you and you have to put the rest of them in a wall, mm-hmm. but then it's like pretty good. You put them in a box. Just stand still, horse. <laughs> I know. I think that I I think that that would be a pretty good make it something like a plaque out of cardboard, mm-hmm. and then just put. What about a zebra? I mean, I feel like zebras right there. I you think know? that's like a minstrel show for horses. Oh my god! <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Come on, you guys. Come on. Did you see what <laughs> Daniel was wearing? I couldn't believe it. It's so bold. Then two days later, you see Lady Gaga wearing the exact same thing. She's so mm, edgy. Can you? She's so edgy. She's in zebra face. <laughs> it's unbelievable. She's in black and white and black and white and black and white and black face. And then, Unbelievable. Didn't they, didn't they make a movie about that called Bamzoozled? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Christ. Thank you. What? There are ten people out there that will laugh at that joke. No, there yeah. are. There are ten people who no, will go, oh, are. yeah, like Bamboozled. And then they'll turn off our show. Did, and then they'll wait, throw their so computer I can, away. 
just so I can quantify, did you just say bamzoozled? Yeah, I did. Okay, it's like in a zoo where like like a in a zoo. Would be. Okay, all right. I think it's all right. I think there's meat on them bones. <laughs> Thank you, Justin. Man, I tell you, if you did not have Cinemax in the '90s, listening to our show might be baffling. <laughs> I don't even know how we had it. Our parents didn't pay for it. We get free weekends or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are like specific free weekends if you could go back into the annals and like cut, cut. Like, you could rebuild all you, of our pop culture knowledge. You, could, you really could. I don't know what a Hunger Games is though. I feel mm-hmm. like there's very specific gaps. Basically, here here's the flow chart. Did it have Tom Arnold in it? If yes, McElroy's. Yeah. Was Tom Arnold in Bamboozled? He, <laughs> I know he was in Soul Plane. Yeah, he was definitely in Soul Plane. Um, he was in True Lies. Uh, Tom Arnold was in everything. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys? You guys feel like we've drenched all the meat off this bone? Oh Christ! Yes. Yeah, so let's do another thing. Okay. So let me. I need to take a moment then to ask you something, Griffin. Yep. People ask us a lot. They seem to notice that. You guys end up talking about horses and ghosts a lot. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's true. And I think, man, I wonder how that happens. And it just dawned on me that, like, you are the one who's continually introducing <laughs> horses into the conversation. We don't get any, like, listener-submitted questions. Where yeah. Like, if, hey, my brother, my brother, me, horses. If the three of us were sitting in a room, Travis and I would be talking about, like, life and sure. love and growing and every few minutes Griffin would like lean in and say yeah and like horses <laughs> sure. right let me uh let me hit you with this what? uh do you remember the first time we talked about horses I and I found that Yahoo or someone found it but either way I claim credit for it it was like what I was had I had staked my mining pick into the ground and just uh, just a torrent of, I guess, horse. horse blood shot into the sky. <laughs> shot into the sky, and then I was like, Yahoo, I'm rich! <laughs> I'm saying we have found... Red gold! We have found a deep, deep pocket of natural comedy gases. And I... It's I, a shame <laughs> when it runs out we have to start fracking for horse questions. Yeah. Yeah. Honey, my t- honey, does this ice taste like horse blood to you? This is strange. Anyway, that's why. Also, there of all the people Hi, groups I'm that Zoe there Deschanel, are in the world, I'm speaking out against horse blood fracking. Of all the people groups there are in the world to make fun of, I feel like horse owner and horse enthusiasts, um, equestrianistas, are uh, the funniest, and also. It's the totally safest because none of them are listening correct. to the show. Okay. <laughs> you can love your horse. Just don't. Just not as much as your kids and family. It's not as much as your kids yeah. or your family or your dreams. It's important. I know it's it's tempting because when you ride a horse, it's like oh, yeah. it lends you its wings. I got to go back and remember some of those bumper stickers. Has everybody on this podcast ridden a horse i have yes what was what did you like it uh i rode bareback because i was on a farm i was on it for about uh i'm gonna say nine and a half seconds before it bucked me off and i thought it broke both of my balls broke them in half (laughs) it's the worst Uh, pain i've ever experienced down down there uh i when when i rode a horse it was at a place called bob's happy trails Horse farm or something like that. Definitely. Oh, was that the Shawnee State Park? Happy Trails Horse Farm. Yes, something like that. Yeah, in Shawnee State Park. Did they call it Happy near... Trails Horse Farm because it's where the horses go so that kids can ride them before they are killed? Before they <laughs> you are actually destroyed. you actually ride them to the glue factory mm-hmm. and drop them off and walk them. <laughs> say Happy Trails Tiger. I guess that's a name for a horse. I'm sorry, is Ben's... Maybe it's under new management, though, because it's been a long time since I was there. It's been 20 years. But Ben's Happy Trails Horse Camp. Mm -hmm. I see. But The only time I ever rode a horse, I just remember feeling its rippling muscles and warm skin betwixt my thighs. And then I stared deep into its classy eyeball, and I grabbed this Uh (laughs) chinkle-chinkle and started praying to act. Oh, don't stop. Slower? Slower for me, please? The horse in my fucked. 
little fast. Well, but it was tender. It was tender. Okay. No, don't back off of it now. I, mean, I don't want to paint the horse in a bad light. He might be listening. Um, <laughs> was it JTRH NBR or what was the deal? Just was it was it JTRH NBR or what's, what's you guys on? know it was. Um, um, we actually, I don't think we talked about JTRH NBR on this show. So no, you got to listen to the sat dish if you want that. Yeah, that nug. If you want it, that nug, <laughs> that choice nug. <laughs> Justin, tell us about hey, your okay. happy trail experience. I wrote it. I got a voter. I don't. I want to. Move oh my on. god! It's it, you can't be blamed for that because you're riding on just a mass of rippling muscles. It's like it is as simultaneously like riding a bunch of vaginas and also like mm-hmm. a gun. <laughs> it's Wait, like riding a living cannon? Yeah, yeah, made out of vaginas. That's what it's like. A vagina it's, cannon. A vagina cannon. Justin, tell me, were the were the horse's pubes trimmed in like a tasteful <laughs> line going to its penis? Go Why on. Can't we just ride horses? Why do we have to fuck? <laughs> we don't have to. I'm saying we don't have to. We get to because God gave us domain over all the animals. I'm still trying to figure out the title. This seems like an abuse of our privilege. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out the name of the farm. A happy trail is a but is like ben, a bush thing. Happy trails horseman camp. It's called Happy for Trails because the horses are about to die. <laughs> and the trails are pretty happy. I just want to say, as funny as it seems like, to make fun of a person who loves to have sex with horses, mm-hmm. there is, it's America, there is, and, and it's Earth, and it's this reality, there is somebody who falls into the cross in the Venn diagram sliver who is n- of our show's listeners and people who like to have sex with horses and is not amused. I would hope that that person has a good sense of I humor. The, no. The line must be drawn here. There is no. I'll apologize to furries about my ill-advised, ill-informed rants about furries. I will apologize to jugglers, or should right. I say juggler? about the shit that we said about jugglers, I am not gonna I am not gonna go so far as to apologize equestrophiles. Nope. We we do not stand by our previous calls for violence against the furry community. Nope. That was a that was an ill advised joke. We love furries now. Ditto for jugglers. And I totally support people who want to have sex with jugglers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you want to have sex with a juggler, go nuts. Uh that's between you and your God. But uh, yeah, I think we can take a pretty bold stand against having sex with horses. You know, I feel this might be a little, uh, little controversial, but I just do not support horse fucking. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, well, well. I'm, wait, 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 right. wait. It's okay between horses. Let's. That's how. That's yeah. If if we were, if there was no more horse fucking, there wouldn't be more horses. And that's the. At the end of the day, that's what you have to keep in mind. But yeah, man, man or woman, I guess woman is if all right. If a horse wants to bury his powerful horse shaft mm-hmm. into another horse's quivering, uh-huh. waiting horse vagina, yep. I think that is, I mean, give me a, sell tickets to that. I don't know yep. why give you are going so seat. fast with this. <laughs> I keep telling everyone, slow down. We have an hour. You know what I mean? That is more <laughs> than enough no, time for, for. There's no rush. There's no need to rush this dance. Yeah. Yeah, we're just in a. This is. A, I'm. I'm trying to rush straight to a gallop, and you guys are. You, you, you guys are canter. more. Mm-hmm. More of a canter. Um. <laughs> well, that was half the show on one question. Whoops. About let's move on. Horses. Moving on. A few months ago, I moved from Ireland to Michigan. And almost everything has been great. Should I, I, should, I should have a brogue. Don't do it. <laughs> I should probably keep have a brogue. Keep reading. Keep reading. Griffin, what do you think about my brogue? Should I have a brogue? No, keep reading. I think you got to go brogue. He's talking about it. Okay. When American people meet me and hear my accent, what? they always ask me to say stuff. Didn't they often By brogue, did you mean you should have a stroke right there in the <laughs> middle of the question? <laughs> How should I react? Okay, so when American people meet him, they hear the accent. They always ask me to say stuff. Then they often do their best Irish accent. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, golly. <laughs> what a kerfuffle. Uh, how well, is my face red? Or should I say green? Irish. <laughs> how, should I react? <laughs> how should I react to these requests? Should I be polite or should I tell them to go to hell? That's from Different in Detroit. 
you know what we talked about earlier about how everybody wants doesn't want people to talk you're in one of the rarest mm-hmm. positions where people actually do want to hear you say stuff yes but my friend Miranda McGee who also co-hosts in case of emergency with me like every th- she's got a, a pretty noticeable Australian accent every time that she goes out somewhere some douchebag he's like where are you from okay now say uh throw another shrimp on the barbie mm-hmm. now say and it's like it's like turns them into like a sideshow act like a puppet it's the grossest thing and and the dude thinks that he's laying down mad game yeah like ah she she likes how cute i think it is <laughs> She it's likes how stupid. xenophobic and narrow-minded uh-huh. I am. She loves that shit. I'm really going to segregate her from the rest of the group. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Can everybody just be, like, cool about accents? Can yeah. just chill out? I guarantee, I bet, I, I've never traveled outside of this country because it's the greatest country on earth. Um, but me, I bet that you don't go to, like, England and someone goes, oh, my God, what is that, an American accent? Well, no, <laughs> Talk because... Talk about your president and stuff. Our accent is the grossest. But I also bet that no one over there, like, you don't roll up and someone's like, oh, what is that, an Irish accent? Weird. No, because they are they get that shit all the time because they're right up next to it. They That's get, what I'm saying. Could we maybe just pretend like it's not the first foreign person you've ever met? I think plus they, they see it on TV and stuff a lot. Because uh, all their TV shows are I think cool. our accent to people on not on this continent <clears throat> or this continental mass I think I think it just sounds like every time we're talking, like whenever we're talking, it just sounds like pizza's just falling out of our mouths. <laughs> I think it's a muddy, I think it's a muddy, sloppy, sloppy di- dialect. I don't think anybody likes listening to it. Maybe I, when these people are like demanding that you say stuff in your Irish accent, then you respond to them with what you imagine an American accent to sound like. Yeah. And be like, okay, and that's my impression of you. How do you feel? We all... Best friends. To like a British person, we basically sound like the cockroach alien in the human skin from the first Men in Black movie. <laughs> sugar water. I'm sugar water. A lot of times when we have conversations like this, it, uh, our international listeners take it as a cue to write in and kind of fill in some of the gaps uh, in our in our international knowledge. I just want to make it clear on this point specifically. I I don't really care <laughs> what you think. Our accents I like so. Please don't. The only in. thing that I, I I really want you to do is take the sugar and put it in the water. <laughs> like a like an egg. I sugar. remember. You know what? I can remember being um, a young boy. Uh, Griffin won't remember this. I don't think Travis will either. But I have I a very clear much. memory. I don't have a very clear memory of the first time I discovered I had an accent because mm-hmm. I was like ten years old, and I was at the beach. Um, it was, I think it was like an all-inclusive resort or something where people there were like a lot of activities planned for the kids, so the kids would would do things separate from the parents and let the parents. I don't know what parents do either by themselves, watch TV or something. Uh, so uh, we were leaving for the day for the week and uh some of the kids i'd hung out with uh said oh we're gonna miss you justin and we're uh we love your accent and i and it was literally like <laughs> it was like the end it was like the end of usual suspects <laughs> like it's like guys are so zay. like wait a minute i do i have a, an accent i have an accent like for christmas like two or three years ago dad gave us like all of our home videos converted to dvd oh yeah and i sat down with Teresa to like watch and i was like honey come watch you know here's all my memories as a child and i had i had always known that like we had an accent but not until that moment was it thrown into so harsh reality as the video of justin and i playing on the jungle gym oh yeah and it's like hi father you motherfuckers you you motherfuckers turned the word daddy into a four syllable word (laughs) i daddy (laughs) you sounded like old prospector if we weren't like three and six you would assume that we were doing like the worst comedy routine Mm -hmm. ever there are a lot of bad. Though if you watch those it, in Malcolm Gladwell's book, The Outliers, he talks about how you need ten thousand hours of experience to become an expert in something. Uh, I like to think now, my brother, my brother, and me is a show made by comedy experts. <laughs> but if you watch these, because we've tapes, done hold on, because we have done ten thousand episodes. Go on. 
<laughs> no, but we've but no, but we've been trying to do bits for our whole oh, lives. Oh, I see. If you watch these bit, if you watch these tapes, you could see a lot of half-formed comedy mm-hmm. ideas. And all of my jokes now make about as much sense as they did then. To there give is you an a, idea. There is a uh, there is a tape, and watching them now, I just like I I. Ugh, it's hard to watch because I see the setup and then the execution just falls flat. <laughs> I see, there's one tape where Travis is. I'm gonna put him at four, and <laughs> Travis says knock, knock, knock. Oh, this one, yeah. Knock, knock. Dad says, "Who's there?" Travis says, "Knife." Yep. <laughs> Dad says, "Knife who?" And Travis says, "Would you rather work nightly or knifely?" Yep. <laughs> what does it mean? We'll never know. What does that? Might mean. as well be said in hieroglyphics. But see, if you and had I know fucking done that, at home, you were exp- if you had done that on a stage and just taken your bombing as hard as you would have, <laughs> it would have been like Andy Kaufman esque, like brilliant. <laughs> so you're saying that four year old Travis was just a comedic genius? Yeah. <laughs> we all Griffin used to have Griffin had a great bit when he was four. Or five. Are you talking about the cheese? No. No, I don't remember the cheese bit. Every uh, time there was a camera pointed at Griffin, I would say cheese. He would just go cheese, yeah. and yeah. it didn't matter if it was a video camera mm-hmm. or a regular, or if camera. I was at a funeral, <laughs> or a pinhole camera used to look at eclipses. Griffin <laughs> don't care. Uh, now Griffin had a pretty good bit where he used to come up to you and say, "Is there a baker under your bed?" Mm-hmm. And you would say, "No," and then Griffin would say, "Have you checked?" <laughs> They would say, no. And then Griff would say, then how do you know there is not a baker under your bed? And, you know, for I, some people it was adorable and hilarious. For me, it was terrifying. And I often Griffin, lived in fear of fear Because they were in bunk beds and Griffin would hang his head down at 4 o'clock in the morning and shout this into Travis's face. I, uh, I have a confession that I need to get off my chest after okay. probably 22 years. Okay. Oh, wow. I stole the baker under your bed joke from the movie Rocket Man. <laughs> I still probably my most minute. the joke that whenever you talk about how funny a kid I was, I stole that shit from Harlan Williams. <laughs> Took it right are from him. You, are you telling me this? <laughs> I hate you. So Took it right much. from him. I hate your fuck. Are you serious? Ten years old, you thought, oh my god, this kid's on another level. Nope. You know who is on another level? Is Harlan Williams. <laughs> He, well, he's on another level for a 10-year-old. That's but still. great, because when I was seven, I used to think that Griffin was like a young Harlan Williams. Mm-hmm. Holy now shit, Griffin. Yeah. Now I'm being usual suspects again. I know. I know. Kaiser Soze, too. Soze again. Um, I didn't... Uh... Soze, we all. Soze, we all. <laughs> usual suspects. Those. Oh, God. Can we go to the money zone? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess stranger, whoever you are. I don't even know you. <laughs> Maybe you were adopted <laughs> by Harlan. <laughs> Harlan Williams left you, you gotta in a take basket good on our doorstep. Take good care of this My- precious baby for me. <laughs> hey, I want to tell you guys about. WaitYouHaven'tSeen.com. Uh, th- that's actually Wait You Haven't Seen on iTunes, also. And you can follow them at Wait You Haven't Seen. And that's Wait, the letter you haven't seen. Um, and I want to tell you about it. Ross has seen every movie twice. Tucker fancies himself a pop culture expert, but has not seen anything. Not Jaws, not Pulp Fiction, not Scarface, or even Roadhouse. <laughs> it's time for Tucker to see the films that everyone else has seen. They watch the films, discuss its pop culture significance, and occasionally bust into freestyle rap. Mm-hmm. Observe it. Only occasionally racist. Kidding. And always entertaining. If you want pretentious dinks who spend hours discussing the artistry of one shot, this is not for you. Mm, well. That's a wait you haven't seen. Have they seen Harry and the Henderson? Have they seen Rocket my- Man? Have they seen Rocket Ribbed all of its comedy. You guys, you don't understand. I did you a fucking favor. I waited. I I went deep, deep into the Rocket Man mines, and I came out with all of the comedy ore that existed in it. And I'm gonna be honest, it was not, it was not much. 
It required a lot. There was a lot of cruft. I uh, I just I think it's really I think it's really indicative of the box office success mm-hmm. of Rocket Man yeah. that Griffin has been cribbing this bit and, yeah and it never occurred to anyone. I actually maybe... talked about that extensively on ICOE and every time I've ever told anyone about Griffin yeah. I've mentioned yep, the yep, bakers yep, yep, in yep, your yep. bed and not one person in all of these United States has ever gone. Well, <laughs> you mean you hey, mean the Rocket Man? Actually, uh, Jessica Lundy put me on blast once. Uh, she's like, really? I remember that one from on the set. Harlan Harlan dropped that one on the set, and <laughs> I don't think he'd appreciate you. <laughs> this You're like the brought- Carlos Vincia of Rocket Man. Mm-hmm. This bit has been brought to you by IMDb. Um, I don't know. Come on. Give me some credit. Come on now. I, I had to watch You did, movie. obviously. I mean, you did watch the movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess. Jessica Lundy hey. also in The Stupids. It's all six degrees oh, yeah. here, people. Six degrees to Tom Arnold. Mm-hmm. Six degrees with deceit. People come up to me and they're like, I bet you can't link Tom Arnold and Harlan Williams. I'm like, sit your ass down. Dumb bitch. <laughs> I'll do it in one. Lundy. Uh, so sex toys. Mm. They are... I like to think that we here at My Brother, My Brother and Me are part of the normalization of adult playthings. Uh, I think they're already pretty normal, but go on. Well, us and Fifty Shades of Grey are really helping to normalize Justin, toy play. It's yeah. funny you should mention Fifty Shades. Okay. I'm not saying that we are responsible for this, but on the homepage of ExtremeStrange.com, there's a banner that connects you to items inspired by Fifty Shades of Grey. No, Travis, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's probably inspired by the massive heart-stopping no uh, i have to success I have to occam's razor this and say that we talked about 50 shades of gray and extremerstrains.com last week i believe we made this happen i d- i want to see something in the hero section of extremerstrains.com the there's the online marketing terminology for this sort of thing oh and i thought I you meant items something. inspired by the show heroes no i want to see something items inspired by my brother my brother and me oh you can just buy Basically, you can just buy the book on Extreme Restraints. <laughs> that is, I suppose, an item inspired by Fifty Shades of Grey. Here's here's the they got they got cat suits, mm-hmm. and and everything that you think you think you know about. I bad news is you don't know anything about it. So like you think cat suit, oh sexy like Catwoman. Yes, they've got that, but then they've got another one that covers up your whole body. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know. I don't have a. I don't have a. It's like a no man. Like it takes you out of reality or something. Like you phased out, and it's scary. But maybe you can fuck it. I don't. Know. <laughs> can, I, can I fuck this? Can I fuck this shadow man? Go for it. I don't know. I'm not gonna make rules for you. The R and D scientists at ExtremeRestraints.com are are willing to answer that question for you. Can you fuck it? Um. Can and that R and D by the way stands for rumping and dildos. <laughs> I, there is a okay. So, if you want a, a steel bra with leather straps, mm-hmm. you can have that. It's two hundred and forty dollars, and there's a check box here that says for add a four inch nickel plated die cast snap for two ninety five. I want to be there with those married couples looking at these. Like I don't know, honey, do we need the extra? Do we need the extra four inches, or you think you're going to be okay? Times are tight. Times are tight. I mean, there's a uh, lot of affordable options. You guys would not believe how inexpensive anal beads are. They are giving them away. They're cheaper than you think. Mm-hmm. And and hey, um, uh, it, the good news about all these prices is that we can knock 20% off for you. Use the coupon code MIDDLEST and you're going to get, it's going to be like way cheaper. It's going to be like crazy cheap. 20%, uh, right? 20%. Well, 20% cheaper, yeah. I mean, it's going to be awesome. ExtremeStrengths.com is the website. It's E-X-T-R-E-M-E-R-E-S-T-R-A-I-N-T-S.com. Dot C-O-M. Did you guys get all those letters? C-O-M forward slash studio strip, forward slash geocities, forward slash tripod, forward slash ashes. Do yourself and your lover a favor and go check it out today. Treat yourself. Train that ass. I'm looking at the strict leather large dildo harness, and that's mm-hmm. out of stock. So don't miss out on the like the something else, the army harness harness with dildo or something. Yeah. You don't don't miss out. Just get it. 
Get that female butt plug. You've earned it. Get the anal trainer set. It's on sale now for only $23.80. Listen, we've all been very disappointed in your anus's performance lately. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We want to enroll it in a seminar. Um, And by seminar, I mean a gradually increasing in size series of um, butt valves, I guess. is Mm -hmm. What's a good way to describe what these things are? Butt, Butt missiles. Mm-hmm. We're just going to ram jam them up in there. You're going to be good to go. You're going to be a, a very productive member of the company. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. ExtremeStrace.com. Coupon code MIDDLEST. Me and my pals are in the throes of a masculine evening. We had a big old barbecue with burgers and wings. Photos attached. Thank you. Uh, and now we're watching the usual suspects and drinking beers. Whoa. That's what crazy. Inception. But there's a problem. For our post-BBQ suite, we ended up buying a lemon meringue pie. While delicious, we are all agreed that the LMP is a far from testosterone inducing post-dinner treat. We'd love to hear if you have a recommendation for a manlier dessert. We presume as members of the volume loving American nation that you'll have a better idea than us, sissy Brits. That's from Effete Eater in Southeast London. <laughs> well, you've come to the right place. <laughs> Is this? I'm fat. <laughs> Might I suggest each of you eats your own cheesecake? That's well, no. See that like that hoves into Sex and the City territory for me. Everybody having their own individual cheesecake. Just four women. That's what most of the series was about. Everybody was four just women. eat a pint of Hagen Dolls. Yeah, exactly. That, that's the that's the vibe of that. Why don't you four just jerk each other off? <laughs> <laughs> what a sweet sweet dessert that'll be. I don't understand that. I think the obvious answer is deep fried things. Is that too? Is that too? Well, I think. Well, the deep. obvious answer is to not assign goddamn genders to the dessert that you're eating, you madman. <laughs> like, I, why is this bothering you so much, Griffin? Because it's it's. I think it's sexist to say this sweet light treat is a woman thing. And these these hearty barbecue ribs are for dudes only, bros only with no, these ribs. Oh, now, Griffin, that's that's no, wonderful. That's, not that's what beautiful, you're and you're very open. But have you never just like had a dude's night? Like, yeah, I, I will have a night where I primarily hang out with my dude friends. But we're not going to eat like a key lime pie and be like, oh, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> I, man, this is tough because I think that whether or not you. I mean, you can you can do this without assigning gender roles to it. I mean, you can just say that you're having sort of a a hearty a hearty I, night. I, I will say that I don't think a lemon meringue pie goes with barbecue. Yeah, that's crazy. If you want to talk about flavor pairings, you're yeah, you're, yeah you're that, that, that's not. I don't think I I think if you're saying like this is a themed like outdoor cookery, you know, old school kind of dinner, then yes, lemon meringue pie does not fit the the theme. God, you know what? I know that this is kind of a weird question, but now I'm sitting here trying to think about it. Like a like, you have all your guy friends over. It's just boys' night out, you know. And you're making some ribs and drinking some whiskey. And I'm trying to envision a dessert you pull out that is not like, what are you doing? Well, that's the thing. That's like, why back in the day, yeah, when like, Bradbury I and suggest- Bob and I would have like a cookout day. The dessert is more meat. Like you just eat meat and you fall asleep on secret. the couch. There is no. There is no like. Way to transition that conversation of yeah, it's good steak. I like to eat it. I got something sweet. I need something sweet on my teeth. Here's my suggestion because whenever I do a cookout party, this is what I go with: get some bananas, mm. right? Slice them open without peeling them. Stuff some uh, chocolate chips in there, and wrap them back up in foil. Pop them on the grill for about ten minutes. Is this a real thing you do? Pop it open, eat it. Yeah, it's delicious. It sounds really good. It is amazing. And it's like grilled bananas, you know, stuffed with chocolate, and it's badass because you're like eating it in foil, and it's like fair food, mm-hmm. simple as shit. Still, and it's... still shaped like a cock. Yeah, <laughs> I mean there is that. I mean you could do the same thing with apples too. Core an apple, soak it in like brandy and syrup. Whittle it, whittle it, it into a cock shape, <laughs> and then put your dick in. And it. then put your dick inside the di- apple. Wrap dick. it up in foil. Yeah. Pop it on the pop it on the the grill for a while. I wish there was a way of, and maybe I don't know what the what you would call this aesthetic, but 
I wish there was a way of separating what you would traditionally apply as the, you know, call the the dude, you know, pastiche. The, the steak, the whiskey, the uh-huh. Jason Statham movies, what have you. I wish there was a way of separating that from just dudes. Yeah. Like, like I understand this is an aesthetic, yeah. and I think that women should be absolutely able to enjoy it too. I just wish uh, it didn't have I like see what you're saying. gender roles attached to it, then right? Why not like just call it like an evening of badassery. Yeah, I I don't know you like you even like I don't know, uh badass seems kinda of presumptuous for eating steak and watching Kevin Spacey movies. Like mm. just seems like I don't hold know. On, it, hold it on, hold on. Like hold a, the fucking phone. Yeah, what? Did you just give Kevin Spacey a carte blanche badass status? I no, I said it. I said, no, Travis said. I'm saying it's kind of self-important for watching for what badass this de- describing yourself watching a Kevin Spacey. Whoa, movie whoa, as whoa, a man! Don't fuck with. What about? Don't fuck with Spacey. He, now I'm not trying this to. This dude looks like he could, he could fucking wreck you. Did you see him in American <laughs> Beauty? He was getting jacked. <laughs> what if the you first just, time, What if you called the, it just like an evening of male bondage? Okay. No. <laughs> okay, hold on. Uh, we'll come back to that. The first time I heard K-Pax, I assumed it was somebody's frat nickname mm-hmm. from college. Uh, a guy named Kevin Paxton. <laughs> and everybody called him K-Pax. K-Pax! Hey. Man, I hope Griffin had said that one very fast. <laughs> I love Justin's self-editorializing. It's just a note. If Hopefully Griffin will hear that. Written thing. in I, red ink. Cut this. Yeah, I cut this. That's so funny. <laughs> Travis, uh, male... You've you've actually explicitly put the word male into the thing that I'm trying to execute. So you think from. like an evening of person bondage? Okay. No. What? Okay. Evening of bondage. Because like you're bonding together, but you want to say bonding. Yeah. It's not about. It's not even about the bonding. Like I don't. I don't get down on the sense of fraternity so much as just the sense of like eating food that is bad know. for you. Eating food's bad for you, and like eating some steak and having a martini. And watching K-Pax. <sighs> a good question. I, but why can't you just say, like, we're having an evening. We're doing stuff. Yeah. We're getting together. Oh, it's important to let people know what they're coming, like, what they're coming into. Yeah, you want to you wanna establish the, the, the vibe, So what would right? you call it, Justin? I don't know. I'm saying I don't have a good answer I think we got to use a totally gender-neutral word for, like... It has to be gender-neutral, but... like, nachos and steak, then what if we just called that, like... Dump, and it's like a very. It's a <laughs> we're taking a dump. No, no, it doesn't have to be that. Oh. It's just a word that sounds like the thing that it is. It's dump oh. night. Come on over for dump. <laughs> and then if Sunday, 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 um, dump. <laughs> Don't wear your fancy khakis. We're taking a dump. <laughs> I'm gonna take that word back. From the way that the, I, the honestly the <laughs> juvenile way that you guys are using it, I just I'm gonna open a fancy I'm, Chicago restaurant called Dump. Does it have like three? No, it has it? one U, one U with an umlaut. Dump. I just, want, I just come on down to Dump. We got steak. <laughs> we got steak. We got steak. A Dump. K, K- peaks. Um, <laughs> Oh, the walls are just lined with plasma screens showing the my the choicest. We got all the freshest Angus sticks and all the choicest cuts from KPX. A jump. Uh, I just wanted a word to describe manly that isn't doesn't exclude people with vaginas. That's what I'm saying. I don't think that that's asking so what, much. Just jump. What about jump? But to be fair. I mean, t- to be fair, this is not just dudes are not the only guys who do this because every so often the ladies here in Cincinnati will have like a ladies night where like they do a clothing exchange every year and they'll like literally no joke sit around and like give each other manicures and pedicures and talk about boys and drink wine. And like, you know, but I see, think to me that mani- sounds like fun. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds awesome. like a good time. I know, I'd but, go it's to that. About, but it's not about like, yeah, I would love to go to that too, man. Clothing exchange. I'd love to get some new duds. But like, it ain't I'm talking us. about boys all day. Orlando Bloom, Orlando Swoon, more like. I'm in. But so then, when that happens, me and the men of Cincinnati, 
we go play pool and you know we go see a band and play shuffleboard. Jerk each other off. Jerk each other off on the biscuits. <laughs> it's Tuesday, you know. Um, Griffin, you got a Yahoo? For yeah, me. let's let's hop to a Yahoo. We've only done one Yahoo. Give me another. No, that one wasn't funny. Let's do like a funny. This one, one. was sent in by. Just put in like horse or ghost or something. Um, <laughs> this this ghost was sent in by Emily Wall. Thank you, Emily Wall. Uh, it's by Yahoo Answers user Ghostof, or should I say Joseph, who asked, <laughs> uh, My ex called me out saying that I'm not a juggalo on Facebook. <laughs> uh, I've tried. How dare you, man? I've tried everything to prove to her that I am one, and she still keeps saying that I'm not one. What can I do to get her off my three asterisks? Which means dick. What? I was going to say, maybe you could learn to curse like an adult. Yeah. You think juggalos are very reserved about their cursing. To get her off of my butt. Mm -hmm. My fanny. <laughs> help, me, help me murder Jay. How do I get this How do I get this lady off of my, my rear end? <laughs> She's a real pain in the backside. <laughs> um, um, I'm just getting really PO'd right now. How... <laughs> uh, is the problem that okay did did she accuse him on the social network facebook of not being a juggalo in his day-to-day -day existence or, or he's not a she accused him is he not repping the juggalo lifestyle i think that is she he, was saying when push came to shove yeah. like at the breaking point he would he would crumble and he would not you ain't it. no twiddle is what she's saying yeah right sure he claims to do it he talks the talk of course mm -hmm. but right. could he walk the walk he so and you say you mean like when he's at the gathering, mm -hmm. he's rapping Hatchet Man. Yes, but on Facebook, he's just like complaining about his yeah. taxes and stuff. Mm -hmm. On uh, when when he goes into work at Seven Eleven, is he is he living the Juggalo lifestyle? Sure, is he openly Juggalo? So in the in the world in the in the his na his native habitat, mm -hmm. he's you know Slippery Dick Dave. But on on the right. book, he's just he's Michael, just Michael. His mom Regu follows him on Facebook. Just, and he's he, call, he goes by regular Dick Michael, <laughs> <laughs> just completely normal Dick Michael. Um, you know, a uh, a uh, uh, Rida is mm -hmm. uh, a down ass juggalo or juggalette who is down to ride for you or with you, and I think that she in that what is does that mean? That is R Y D A. What does um, that mean? What does any of a, that? What does any a of down that mean? ass juggalo or juggalo? Okay, but who is down you said two words in those three words. I don't know. <laughs> well, like a down ass juggalo, you like know? They're depressed. Or, no, they're like they're, they're soggy butt. Hold on, I need to check the cross reference and see what down means. <laughs> okay, there is no down is not covered. Okay, we let us uh, assume that it means like cool. Can I Hemp. tell you guys the top two entries in Wikia, in the Juggalo Wikia, uh, for Juggalo terms, okay? The first is axe, a motherfucking serial slaughtering weapon used for honor <laughs> and to split your shitty dome piece haters. Okay. Holy that shit. Is that to is easy. To be Z. fair, that is now, the same it says as Marion Webster. Now, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> this fucking tool... <laughs> Is the shit? You want to split some haters' dome? No problem. So that dictionary a. out. You just a got dictionarized, bitch. A. a is axe. B, bigot. <laughs> An extremely prejudiced person, very attached to their own belief system. That is the only entry for B. Is the word bigot that means the thing that means they think they made up the word bigot. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> That's an old thing we've been saying. Could we um could we use uh, it in a sentence? Could we uh, could I could we I, get the origin of that word? I used Fuck yes, you. I used All my right. axe I, on that bigot who died. Thank you. Thank who you. then died who, <laughs> who was then root word who then perished. Uh root word big. <laughs> uh, I hate you juggalos. Here's a here's an entry for C. Cherry pie. This means a virgin. Then it says, listen to Cherry Pie for reference. Uh, no thanks, Juggalo Wikia. <laughs> I think I get it. <laughs> you may not have put this together. 
Because it's Ugh. when it's, when uh, it's now I do want to. I don't want to act like I'm not repping the clown love. Uh, I I'm down with the clown uh, for life. I actually think the jugglers are a I uh, misrepresented people who are kind of fun, mm -hmm. and I'm not anti juggalo. I'm pro juggalo. Oh, juggalo! I thought you were saying juggler. No, sorry, sorry, <laughs> everyone. Sorry, jugglers. Just kidding. Oh man, do you think we have any juggalo Whoop. listeners? Oh, we God. have one, and it's this guy. It's the same guy with his girlfriends with online being like, "You listen to my brother, my brother, and me, known juggalo haters. You ain't juggalo." <laughs> mm -hmm. I do, I do, I like the juggalos. I think it's a fun. Kind I, yeah, of I like how they all get is together your... and like beat the shit out of Tila Tequila. It's like a fun. It's like no, a fun they game. They, it's like a. They just, they just threw garbage at her. No, <laughs> nothing wrong with that, you guys. I think. Okay, let me ask you this: Are you really better off? It, would you be better off in a world without jugglers? Yes. Okay. Oh. Well, that was easy. This has been our comedy Wait, podcast. Wait, do you mean like my day-to-day? -day? <laughs> yeah, in your day-to-day -day life. This has been our comedy podcast, my brother, my brother, and me. Thank you so much for spending your time with us uh, uh, yet again. We, we sincerely, sincerely appreciate it. We want to welcome a new podcast to the Max Fun family. It is, uh, it's called Risk, True Tales Boldly Told. And uh, and and it is our it is our newest edition, hosted by Kevin Allison, who you might know from I don't know. The state, <gasps> which state? No, yeah. that's a joke. It's uh, it's a television program. Not a great joke, but yeah, still a joke. Um, but but uh, yeah. So Risk is is the newest edition to our family. I like that show, and uh, I can't wait to welcome them to our to our bosom. Um, Thank you to everybody tweeting about the show. Our show, not their show. Fuck their show. <laughs> Our show. We win. Yeah. Uh, thanks to uh, Little Socrates, Instant Gym, Sweet Doom, Yeah Pat, Note and Color, Dart2D2, uh, Dan Japco. These are songs in my cowgirl. Uh, Nick Haskell. So many. Graham off Brian. We really appreciate you uh, and love you very much. Um. I want to thank John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song Instant Departure off the album Putting the Days to Bed. If you secured ticks to Max Funcon East, you are going to get a chance to bro, bro down with John Roderick. Um, yep. so, so thank him in person for the good jams, for the power jams. Uh, we can't do it in person because of a restraining order. Mm -hmm. Which is uh, unfortunately why, why we will not be at Max Funcon East. A couple of people have asked. We went to Max Funcon West, and we want to leave room for all the other uh, podcast kids to be there. So we you're in push luck, them out with our charisma. Mm -hmm. You're in luck, though, because it is an amazing lineup, yeah. and yeah. you will have a great time. So don't even you worry about us. it. And just know that while you're there, uh, look up at the heavens, look at the beautiful uh, clear sky, and see the moon, and know that somewhere out there, we're dreaming of you. That's probably <laughs> not true. Um, if, you, if you'd like to ask... Out there. Oh, uh, mail, mail call. Family. Excuse me, gents. Mail call. Uh, some things we got to our, we have a mailbox. It's MBMBAM, PO Box 54, Huntington, West Virginia, 25706. Oh, did you get any more veiled uh, death threats? <gasps> no, no more veiled death threats. I did get. Did you keep uh, that postcard, by the way? Because I would like to frame it. No, I threw it away because oh. it was horrifying. Oh. Uh, Tiffany and Denver writes us with a picture of a horse. That's delightful. Uh, let's see, Kenjamin, Kenjamin, thank you for writing. This is a postcard of a, a girl saying, I know how you must feel, Brad, but Kenjamin wrote us a very nice note. We got some comics uh, sent, sent to us uh, through the mail uh, from Andrew Fulton. So thank you, Andrew, for the, uh, the hey, comics. Kind of comics. And then things got a little weirder. We got a... DVD of a Japanese wrestling sampler. Nice. Sounds good. Uh, Leah sent us a picture of a cat. Oh, no, sorry. The cat is Leah. The card is from Jill and Jordy Hoyt. Came in the mail. Uh, Alex from Tempe sent us uh, some amazing paper craft of uh, Pamela Anderson with Garfield head and Garfield with Pamela Anderson head. Thank you. Uh, that is now sitting on my desk. So thank you to everybody. Who, Did we get a, a brochure about pet turtles? 
We did get a brochure about pet turtles. I did not know who sent that. But thank you for signing us up. Uh, is it not? List. I don't really enjoy it. Have that. people not gotten the fucking... We can't say it. I'll edit this out. But we really want people to send us money, right? Like, that's why we did it, is so that people could just send us money yeah. unsolicited. Just, I, yeah. I don't I don't want weird like, stuff. Like, I don't want the fucking... This, thanks for the postcard, I guess, but how am I... I can't spend this, you know? <laughs> just send us... I don't know. Like, I don't want money, because then people think that's a joke, and they'll send me, like, Monopoly money, mm-hmm. and I'm like, hardy hard, that's gonna go in the post office trash can. I need, like, cash, baked goods, gold something I can, grands would be great, something gold, untraceable. Yeah. I just need something I can trade when the revolution Some comes. Sky you know? high sticks? Some, something I can barter with, you know? Just something, something to get us out of the country. Give me some of that barter paper they call money. Do you guys want a, the um, final Yahoo? Yeah, please. God, save me for myself. Uh, this final Yahoo was sent by Emily Wall. Oh, man, it's so good. There, these The following 11 words, I feel like, summarize this human being more than any 11 words could ever summarize any other human being. It's by Yahoo Answers user Trevor, who asks, Is it possible for a ferret to hide a Fushigi ball? (laughs) (laughs) I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, and me. Kiss your dad. Square on the lips. Your heart three stacks, keep your heart, hey, keep your heart three stacks, keep your heart, man, these girls are smart, three stacks, these girls are smart, play your part. <laughs> <laughs>